All right. Welcome to the second episode of Girl Uninterrupted. Um, really excited for today's episode. We have Radha Dalal here. Um, she is a clarity coach and child life specialist. Um, and we're going to be talking about wellness today. Thanks for coming on, Radha. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so on the topic of wellness, um, you know, you know more than anyone especially during the pandemic, it can be really hard to focus on your own wellness. It can be really hard to focus on your own mental health because, um, you know, there's no kind of separation between work and home. It's literally just bumped into one thing now. So what are some really good ways, um, in your opinion, of how to really focus on your own wellness during the pandemic, how to put yourself first, um, and kind of what that looks like? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. I think first we need to really acknowledge that this is really a challenging time for everyone for different reasons. And because we are in a pandemic, there is this collective stress that's happening. So things that we may have been feeling prior to the pandemic, maybe we weren't happy in relationships, maybe we weren't happy at work, maybe, you know, we were struggling with our fitness. Right now, everything is amplified. So if we were yeah. at a five before, we might be <laughs> at a 10 right now. And I think just acknowledging that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think if we really want to focus on wellness, wellness has never been as accessible as it is today. Yeah, You can jump on IG right now and go on a virtual meditation. You can join a self-care workshop. You can learn how to paint. You can step outside and walk. Um, There are so many opportunities for wellness, but we have to be willing and open to that idea. Right. Um, So to go off of that for opportunities of wellness, I know for me personally, it is so hard to take myself away from consuming media from consuming news Mm -hmm. because like when I wake up the I the first thing I do is I go on my phone and I read news and then I'm like and then I'm like oh shit so I start the day like oh coronavirus getting worse (laughs) (laughs) so what tips do you have about about creating those boundaries um with yourself and you know and actually trying to compartmentalize those things so it doesn't uh, affect your wellness or it doesn't affect any progress that you've made? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. Um, Boundaries is huge, 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 huge um, in so many ways. And a lot of us know what to do, but we don't always do it. (laughs) It's so easy to know, but it's so, it's hard to actually implement. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, access to our phone is a huge thing. There's overconsumption of media, like you just said, overconsumption of WhatsApp forwards, overconsumption of media, um, and there's also a lot of misinformation, what is actually true, um, what what are the facts. Um, So for me personally, what has worked is kind of creating a phone zones. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I have my meals in the kitchen, My phone is not allowed. Yeah. Um, I leave it upstairs. I leave it in a different room. Of course, I make exceptions if I'm looking up a recipe or whatever, but I 
don't have my phone with me in the kitchen. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I recommend for people to do, but it's really, really hard to do is not sleep with your phone. <laughs> oh my God, that's so hard. <laughs> it is so hard, but I promise you it changes everything. I, I put my phone away at its, I sleep early, but I put my phone away at 10 PM. So the last hour of my night and the first hour in the morning is not on the phone. Okay. And that really helps me with my boundaries. Now that may not work for everyone. Everyone may have different boundaries. And I think it's important to know what your boundaries are. Right. So for some people, it might be turning off notifications. It might be hiding certain news apps or certain social media platforms in folders on a different page on your phone. Really kind of controlling what is in your feed. It could be unfollowing people. It could be muting people. It could be taking a step back and looking at what news sources am I following? Yeah. Are those are those the most accurate information? Do I need to look at five different resources on which mask is appropriate? Or do I need to look at one resource? Yes. Um, I work for Kaiser. I work for a hospital. So I still go into the hospital day to day. So I see what is being done in the hospital. And I feel very secure knowing that we are taking every measure possible right. for the safety of patients and for the safety of the public. So I see people wearing masks. We have temperature checks. We don't allow any extra visitors. We only allow one visitor for pediatric patients and NICU patients because they're little. Yeah. And we make exceptions for palliative care. So I see the day-to-day -day struggle um, that this pandemic has happened for society, but also individual patients. And being over consumed in a hospital does not allow me to do my job. Yep. And when you realize the value of something and the importance of something, you make it a priority in your life. Yep. And when you're able to create that mindset that, Hey, it's really important that I am able to be the best person for tomorrow. So that means I need to sleep at a certain time. So that means that I can't look at my phone at a certain time and it just becomes more of a habit mm -hmm. and it becomes easier to do. How long did it take you personally to not, to like get that habit of not looking at your phone? Oh my goodness. <laughs> if I'm being honest, probably like three years. Yeah. <laughs> like I really no, that's, that's important. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think just kind of inundating myself with that overconsumption of information really made me cranky. Yeah. And made me snappy. And it didn't feel good to be that way. And I made a decision that I didn't want to feel that way. And I think for me, it was really putting away the phone. That yeah. really helped me because then I started getting better sleep. Yeah. And then after getting better sleep, I started making better decisions about what I chose to eat. Yep. And it just kind of um, spiraled outward that way. I think that's a really good point. Like if you change one part of your life for good, then it's naturally easier to make those other changes. Um, so like, for example, I recently unfollowed a bunch of people on Instagram because I'm like, we're all stuck inside during the pandemic. Not only are we consuming media, but you're like, if you are viewing un, uh, not unnatural, but 
if you're viewing like body types that are too perfect, quote unquote, like I had to unfollow a lot of people and I got a lot of angry text messages being like, why did you unfollow me? What's like, and it's like, I'm not, I, I told them, I was like, I still love you as a person, but the stuff that you're posting is not healthy for me right now. So like, wow, you know, for you. that was hard. I mean, I definitely lost like one or two, I mean, not even friends, like acquaintances, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good yeah. for you. So, you know, taking the pandemic into account, what are some things that you recommend doing for wellness in general? Like how, so how do you wake up every morning and how do you say to yourself today, I'm, I'm going to put the best version of myself that I can be forward. And that doesn't necessarily mean like, Oh, you have to be picture perfect 100%. Right. Just like, what is the best version of that of yourself in that day? Like, how do you recommend going about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Everyone's process is so different and so unique. And what may work for one person may not work for another person. Um, With that said, what I have found that's worked for me is I still go to work every morning, Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I wake up at a good time for me. So I have to be at work at 8 a.m. So I wake up at 7 a.m. I shower, I get ready. And I sit down for five minutes and I do a five minute meditation. And that really helps ground me and center me Mm -hmm. because there's, like we had said, there's so much happening. I feel like it helps declutter and clear space so that I can get up and go to work and be present for patients and families. Mm -hmm. And Prior to the pandemic, we had a lot more mobility in the hospital. Right now, for various reasons, I'm strictly confined to my department. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior, when things were more accessible and available, I would also make sure to get like 10 minutes of sunshine in my day. So I would go outside, walk outside. We have really pretty water fountains. I would go sit there for a little bit. Now, because I'm not able to do that, I have a diffuser and I have oils that I um, infuse. Um, I also will look up, go on YouTube. There is so much free stuff available. It's amazing. (laughs) I go on YouTube and I look up like a five-minute chair yoga and I'll stretch. Yeah. And just really, really little things I'll do, small shifts that make me feel happy. Um, I'll take B12 after I have my lunch to Mm -hmm. give me extra energy. I use rose spray, a little extra mints to wake me up. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of also very joyful and very fun for me. I go on Spotify and I play music that's soothing to me. Mm -hmm. Really, really simple things. Most of these are really, really low cost. Mm -hmm. Also very available to most people here. And these little shifts make me feel better. And it reminds me that today is a new day. Today is a new opportunity and allows me to shift into that perspective of not, oh, I have to go to work. I have to be here. But hey, I get to go to work. Yeah. I get to have a job. And that helps me shift into that mindset. 
And let me tell you, living in the mindset of I get to is so much more relaxing <laughs> than living in the mindset of I have to, I have to, I have to do this, yeah. I have to wear this outfit, I have to comb my hair this way, my eyeliner needs to have a wing. It, it's a very different feeling. Right. Wow. I... I I need to work on that. Like I don't even know. Progress. I know, but I feel like I should. Like for me, I wake up and I'm like, another day. How great! <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And now, like after talking to you, I'm like, okay, you know, I get to go to work. I get to have a job. Um, you know, just things like that. Yeah, I get to have income. I get to have working legs that walk. I get to see. I get to, you know, spend time with those that I love. Um, You know, it's tough right now, right? We're all at home with people. (laughs) And that's also a challenge. And, you know, I believe in the 80-20 rule. Yeah. 80% do your best and 20% you have days that are bad and that's okay. That's part of the human experience. Yeah, that's true. And I think, I know we talked about this in the past, but words of affirmation are so powerful in this. Like, I, I know we talked about it, but I went to, like, I, I did a short little class of words of affirmation where we wrote down uh, sentences or it's just small, like, phrases that, like, would help us put things in perspective. And when I write in my diary, I write, um, you know, like just words of affirmation to myself. Like you are not, you know, stupid or like just, you know, things like that, that would, that I tend to think of more. Um, and I know you're really big on words of affirmation too. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you use the word diary and not journal. That's so cute. (laughs) I know. Fun fact, I have kept a diary since I was 12. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love that. Yeah, words of affirmation. Oh my goodness. Okay, I could talk about days for this. Um, What we say to others, what we say to ourselves, what we choose to engage in, these words are powerful and they manifest physically, energy, attention-wise, and they manifest in our lives, in relationships, in interactions, and events. And um, I was reading something on Google, so I don't know how accurate this is, (laughs) Um, but you have like almost 60,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 thoughts a day. And not all of those thoughts are yours because we are consumed, like we said, about media. Right. And not all of those thoughts are true. So it's taking a step back and reflecting, what am I saying to myself? Am I saying I'm good enough? Am I pretty? Am I hardworking? Am I capable? Um, Or am I saying negative thoughts? Am I saying I'm not good enough? Or I don't fit into those pair of pants? Or I'm never going to get that high paying job? Or the market is so saturated right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the words that we're saying to ourselves? And a lot of these thoughts, while we have 60,000 60, thoughts a day, they're also repetitive. So that's why words of affirmation is, are, is really, really important and a great launch pad. Because when you start using words of affirmation, you naturally, naturally routinize them and you start to repeat them. Right. And when you start to repeat these powerful 
mantras or affirmation, you start to be them. Yep. So there's this thing where you think, you do, and then you be. So you start thinking, I'm going to have that high paying job. I think I'm going to have that high paying job. Then you start putting into action. So you start putting key key optimization words into your resume. You start applying. You start networking. You start asking your boss for a raise. You start doing all the things that you need to do. And suddenly the think and the do start to integrate. And then you become, you become that person that has a high paying job. Right. Um, And so I think words of affirmation, like you said, anchor us in and help us focus on what is it that we really want. Right. That, that is so true. Um, What, so what do you personally do um, to utilize the words of affirmation rule? Like, like, do you write something down on like a sticky note or, you know, what do you personally do? I personally have three affirmations that I have and you can change them however often you want. I, I do about three to six months per affirmation and I have them on a sticky note mm-hmm. on my mirror. So where I get ready um, in the morning, it's accessible to me. Right. Um, another thing that I do that I really like, I have a work desk um, and I have a, a desktop <laughs> and I have sticky notes, but I'll cut them up to the sticky part and I'll paste them to the desktop. Okay. So I can see it. Oh, pow- I like that. The power. Thank you. The power of writing something down with your own, with your own like energy, mm-hmm. putting it into the universe and then seeing your own energy out there is also very powerful. Yep. Um, and also cell phones, I, I also do use my cell phone quite often, still an area of growth. <laughs> um, but um, Canva is a really great way. I use Canva to write my own affirmations and um, I'll have a cute background and I can make it a cell phone background. Mm. Um, and there are so many apps available where you can purchase them or even free apps that have affirmations that you can set reminders mm-hmm. so you get it throughout the day. Um, which I think is really great. And I think if you have an Apple iPhone, I'm not familiar with other phones, but you can create reminders and create your own affirmations. Right. And you can set it up for like 9 a.m. every Monday, then 10 a.m. every Thursday, different reminders. And I have found that really helpful as well. Right. So is there like a general, so it's, it's up to the person um, how often they want to, create their affirmations or like, is there a general kind of pathway to creating your first affirmation? Sure. I think there are so many avenues. Um, for me personally, I was really looking at self-worth and how okay. to up-level my self-worth. And I started Googling affirmations and I found ones that resonated well with me. And okay. That's what I used. I also like Louise Hay. She has a free audiobook on affirmations, and her affirmations actually directly link with um, physical body manifestations. Right. So, for example, if you have tension in your shoulders, which I definitely do, <laughs> she has a matching affirmation. 
And I find that really, that really connected and clicked with me and that soothed me. So I wrote that affirmation down. And I think that's the one I have at work that I keep. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think words of affirmation are great. Um, Honestly, like when I first started to write affirmations, so I, I used to write in my diary. (laughs) Now, every time I say diary, it's just like, (laughs) Um, so so every time I used to write in my diary, I used to write every Sunday night, I used to lay out my plans for the week. So I I used to be like, okay, like if, if I have a busy week, I would say, um, you are a kick-ass marketer. And then like, like I would write three down and then going into the week, like just going to bed, having such positive energy in your head, really I found makes a huge difference in my mood. And I never, never thought that I would like be a person to really be into words of affirmation. But I, I mean, it's been really great. Like it really holds power to put your positive thoughts on paper and then live them out during that week. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you had a yeah. great <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's dive a bit into mental health and how, you know, you can use wellness to guard and protect your own mental health during this time, especially when, not only, you know, you used to face the daily pressures, the daily stress, but now, like you said, it's heightened times 10. Um, And for someone that does struggle with mental health issues, like anxiety, depression, like, what are some things, you know, aside from choosing joy and writing words of affirmation, are there any um, other wellness suggestions, you know, that you could think of for people to do when they're feeling down, when they're not really feeling their best? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think really recognizing where you are in your mental health. If you have um, anxiety, if you have depression, if you have high levels of stress, whatever that may be, really um, recognizing where you are and being okay with that. It's okay to be stressed out right now. It's okay to be fearful. It's okay not to be the most productive person during quarantine. It's okay not to be cooking something off TikTok. It's <laughs> everything is okay. Knowing where you are and then looking at where you are and looking at what is available to me. So am I ready for therapy? If that's something that's needed, you know, right now um, there is, like I said, wellness has never been as accessible therapies available. There's telehealth, there's virtual health. You can get it from your home. If you are lucky enough to have insurance, a lot of the phone consultations and co-payments have been cut in half or completely waived. Mm. So a lot of it is free with insurance. Um, So I think that is one avenue to really consider. And even if your mental health is, let's say at an eight, when you are at your best and you get help, you only up level. Yeah. Um, if you are feeling down and, you know, some things that work really well for me is podcasts. Um, like we're on a podcast right now. <laughs> um, but just, you know, finding really inspirational speakers that speak to you, that connect with you, um, following them on social media, 
listening to their work. I'm a more auditory listener, so mm-hmm. I definitely do audible books, um, reading. Um, really also, if you're able to, moving your body, moving yeah. your body 30 minutes a day at minimum. You really get to flow that energy. You get your endorphins running. You really get to clear your mind and, again, declutter your mind, declutter your body. Right. Movement, movement, movement is huge. Um, and really also looking at are your basic needs being met? You know, right now in quarantine, a lot of us are not sleeping well. A lot of us are not eating the best types of food. Our nutrients and nutrition are being lacked. Are we taking vitamins? Really, really looking at our basic human needs. And if all of those basic human needs are being met, then taking the next step, what are we feeding our minds? What words are we using? What TV shows are we watching? What media are we engaging? Um, And that, you know, maybe we are in an environment with parents or relationships, or maybe we're in a space where maybe there's toxicity that we're not able to disengage from. Mm. What boundaries can we create that are healthy and tangible? Um, For every person, that's going to look a little bit different. Um, Maybe we spend a little five extra minutes in the bathroom. Maybe we take 10 extra minutes in the shower. Maybe we go walk outside a little bit more. Maybe we take a drive. Really look at what we have in control. Right. While a lot of things are out of our control, our attitude, our perspective, our words are in our control. And that is still very, very powerful. Right. One thing you said about... Um, you said you don't have to be productive every single day in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's such a, like a huge emphasis needs to be placed on that because, you know, for me personally, I always feel pressure to like, literally no one else is pressuring me, but myself, I always feel pressure to like, to like, Oh, you know, I have, 10 things on my to-do list today. If I don't knock out all 10, I accomplish nothing. Mm -hmm. And so like, and I know a lot of people are thinking that. So I'm trying to get into the headspace of, okay, you did three things today. That is a lot. (laughs) You don't need to do like all 10 of your list items and like not putting yourself down for that because that's when, you know, Let's just say that I did three things, but I didn't get time to go work out. You know, mm-hmm. even like, like you suggested doing five minutes of yoga or doing 10 minutes of like a home exercise, it doesn't have to be to that intensity every single day. And I think that's really, it's a really good point that you made. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a freaking pandemic out there. <laughs> I know. It's okay. It's okay. If you're stressed out or you're not productive, it is. Completely okay. Um, uh, my boyfriend, um, he's a software engineer, and they go by this um, acronym, KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like the stupid part, but I found something else that's keep it super simple. Okay, okay. And so similar thing, you know, bare minimum. What is the bare minimum I need to do today? And yeah. some days you can do the bare minimum, and some days you can do more. And thrive off of that momentum, but don't, don't. If we live in that guilt or that shame cycle, right. we are um, 
we're taking on more of that guilt and more of that shame. It's like a yeah. circle. Like we didn't do this thing. Okay, now it's now it's Tuesday and Monday. I didn't do these three things, and I feel so bad that I didn't do those things on Monday. Now it's Wednesday, and I feel so bad about all the things I didn't do Monday and Tuesday. It's okay. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. I'm gonna do what I can for Wednesday. Right. Yeah, that is so so important. Um, and then what do you think of the connection between? mind, body, and soul. Do you think that these three are intertwined? Do you think that, you know, uh, two of them are intertwined and one is more independent? You know, what are your thoughts about that? And then how do you get to a place where, you know, you're ideally starting to get aligned with all three and then living your best life? (laughs) Absolutely. That's a great question. I personally think everything is aligned. The way you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. Um, so your mind, your body, your soul. Um, I personally am very spiritually inclined and I use my faith to help me through prayers, through meditation, through deeper learnings. Mm-hmm. And when I am feeding my body salads and greens and more nutrients and drinking lots of water I feel better. I feel good about myself. I look in the mirror and I feel good. And I start to tell myself very positive things and my posture even changes and my changes and I feel like I'm glowing a little bit. And then in my soul, I feel like I get to connect with people. I get to talk to people. I get to hear their stories. I get to learn about them and things kind of happen out of the blue I didn't necessarily plan it but things start falling into your lap yeah and I think that's the interconnection with the soul when you start kind of surrendering yeah there I believe that there is a higher power and whatever is going to happen is going to happen and I trust that higher power I can do everything that I can in my control but at the end of the day I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring yeah and I think having the opportunity to work in a hospital, I've seen firsthand um, death. I've seen firsthand diagnosis. I've seen firsthand very, very traumatic family dynamics. And it makes you very grateful for what you have. And you also see these parents. I work with oncology. I work with pediatric oncology patients and you see these parents literally go through hell and back. Right. And, you know, we live in such a society where we compare and we compete and you see these parents and they find out, Oh, the, the girl next door, she's in remission. Right. And to me, I'd be like, Oh no. In the beginning, when I first started my job, Oh no, we can't tell them that their child got in remission because they just found out they got relapsed and, you know, we don't want feel more upset and no when you're a parent you want your child's safety but when you see another child get into remission you're so happy for them you're so grateful for them and I could just see these parents cheering each other on and it just kind of I get to see that every day how grateful these parents are like their child is diagnosed and they're thanking us 
they are so grateful that there is treatment. They're, they're so grateful for our kind of words. They're so grateful. And I'm like, if they can find a reason to be grateful, right. I can find a reason to be grateful. And that's where I think gratitude connects all three for me. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And I think that's really true. Um, you know, from what you said, just looking at all the positive things in your life and being grateful for all the positive things, you know, that are going well for you are not even necessarily for you for other people that you love. Um, I think it's really important to try and make that more of a regular thing because even like myself, sometimes I forget that. And then I kind of have to pull myself back and be like, okay, what is actually important right now? You know, what is actually important in the overall picture? Um, so I, yeah, I think that's great. Um, do you, so you mentioned that you, you know, you work with pediatric oncology patients and, um, your day-to-day job. Um, how has that been like for you? Have you like, have overall, do you feel like, um, there are some days that are harder than others? Do you feel like takes a mental toll sometimes and then how do you kind of uh, like unwind or kind of unstress from that and not let it affect your personal life? That's a great question. I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the conversation about boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to take what you have at home into work. And it's so easy to take what you have at work back into the home. Yeah. Um, and we spend so much time at work or with our coworkers or with our patients. And for me, I'm so lucky and blessed that I work with an amazing team where I feel very valued. I feel very respected. I feel a lot of camaraderie. I feel like we have the opportunity to discuss if we have disagreements. Mm-hmm. So we have that open communication and that respect and I think that really uplifts me and helps me um, with my day-to-day job. Um, And I think for me, filling my cup is really important. You can only give from your overflow, Right. right? You have to fill your cup first. So I really take the time that I need to, if I need to be 20 minutes late to work and I don't have a patient, I am 20 minutes late to work. I have to get my meditation done. Um, I clock out at 4.30. That means I clock out at 4.30. Yeah. Um, I take, um, I don't take an hour lunch, but I take a 30 minute lunch. Um, That means that when I'm at home and I get a text message from work, I don't have to respond. Right. Um, And of course that goes back to the 80-20 rule, right? There are times when there's an event or there's a situation where, all hands on deck and that's absolutely necessary and there are times when it's not necessary so having those healthy boundaries like i allot a certain amount of physical time to my job right after that when i'm on vacation or when i'm at home i am at home and i'm at vacation right very present because i see the value of time um no matter what degree you have no matter what income you have, we all have the same amount of time. Yep. And what I can give my patients is time. And if I'm present with them in that time, that 
allows that vulnerability for us to connect. And that vulnerability allows us to step into healing. Um, there's this saying, there's this, um, I forgot what it's called, but basically you can only heal in a relaxed state. So if you're always stressed out, you can't really even begin to heal. Right. You set your body up for success and you need to step into relaxation mode for you to truly heal. And I think that's what really helps recenter me is getting into that relaxation state so that I am, I am open to healing and I am able to maintain my boundaries. Right. I love that. Um, and I think that that's a great place to, you know, bring it to a conclusion. Um, I, if there's two, or let's just say there's one parting statement that you would like to give everyone listening today about wellness and about, you know, just um, wellness overall, mental wealth, you know, mental health wellness, um, what, what would be your parting statement? I think my parting statement would be is trust yourself you know what to do and when you're ready you will listen love it um cool thank you rada for coming on today really really enjoyed our conversation i felt like i learned way more than what i thought i knew <laughs> so thank, thank you for that you. thank you for having me this was so fun yeah of course